And as always, I want to thank you for um, um, watching tonight. I want to thank you for um, taking a few minutes out each evening to watch these devotions. And uh, I'm not sure how many viewers we lost after last night's episode, but um, that's the important thing about studying the Word of God. It is the Word of God. And so we don't skip any of it. We don't sugarcoat it. Um, we acknowledge that people are sinful and wicked and it's just, it's never ceases to amaze me how we forget how wicked we can be. And so tonight I want to show you and talk to you about just because we're angry doesn't mean we're right. Just because we're offended doesn't mean we're right. You see, last night we looked at a horrific story about the sinfulness of a city and the sinfulness of the husband, the sinfulness of the owner of the house that allowed this woman to be defiled and killed. But I want you to read today because in verse 29, this wickedness does not stop. It is a just total abandonment of the things of God. But I want to show you tonight, just because you've been wronged doesn't mean you're right. And so after he finds his wife dead in the front door, he takes her home. And I want to read this to you tonight because you won't believe it if you don't hear it. When he entered his house, he took a knife, laid hold of his concubine or wife, and divided her into 12 pieces, limb by limb, and sent her throughout all the territory of Israel. And so it was that all who saw it said, No such deed has been done or seen from the day that the children of Israel came up from the land of Egypt until this day. Consider it, confer it, and speak it. And I want to read one verse in chapter 20. So all the children of Israel came out from Dan to Beersheba, as well as the land of Gilead and the congregations gathered as one man before the Lord. This man is angry that his wife is dead. And that was his response. He sent it to each tribe because he wanted all of Israel to come fight with him. Do you ever think that he told them that he slept through the night while his wife was being murdered? Do you think he ever said, I am the reason that we were in that wicked town, even though I knew we shouldn't have been? No, he was wronged. And he was wrong. And in that anger, and in that shame, and in that frustration, he does something despicable. I don't understand if you know what this means, but he literally cut his wife into 12 pieces. That's the kind of stuff you see on a horror movie. It's the kind of stuff you see from some of the worst serial killers in human history. And this religious man 
thought this was the way to respond. You see, he didn't care about what God wanted. It was wrong what happened. He wanted everyone to agree with him. He wanted everyone to come to his side. Now, did the Lord fight with the children of Israel? Yes, because the nation of Israel responded because there had been a wrong done. But friends, it is a simple reminder that other people will fight for us even if our motives are wrong. Now don't miss that tonight. How many times are we wronged? Maybe we've done something that we shouldn't. And instead of repenting and getting right with the Lord or repenting and getting right with our fellow believers, we don't chop up a body and send it to all of our friends, but we'll go to all of our friends and tell them how wrong we've been, how wrong we've been mistreated. We'll stir up the troops in our favor to come fight for us. But friends, I want you to know Many times people come to fight with us and for us and in our defense with the purest of motives. And that's what I believe the children of Israel did here. They came to war because something despicable had been done. But they should have realized that something despicable had been done even after this woman was dead. You see, the Old Testament was very clear about dead bodies and how they were to be treated and burials and things like that. But none of that mattered in a fit of rage. And friends, tonight I want you to be cautious because the godliest of us, when we have been wronged and when we have been angered, can do the most foolish of things. The person that you think could never lose their temper. I promise you, if the right circumstance arrives, they can lose their temper. That person who is trustworthy and honest in the right circumstances can tell a lie. All of us have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. And so the warning tonight is, is one, don't put yourself in positions where Satan can attack you like this man did. Last night we looked about standing firm even if it cost you everything. And third, tonight as we finish this chapter, when you've been wronged or you've been hurt or when you're trying to hide your sin, be careful how you respond. This man, the Bible says, it had never been seen like this before and it would never be seen like that again. This man would always be known as the man who cut apart his wife. Now we know that his sin was much deeper than that. He didn't defend his wife. He didn't stand up for... I mean, it was just the list goes on and on and on. But tonight, be very careful when you've been hurt or you're hiding your sin. Because in those moments, when we know that God is not pleased with us, 
the number one thing that we all want is if we know that God's not pleased with us, we want everyone else to be. And so maybe that means turning friends against others. Maybe that means trying to split a church in half. Maybe that means turning your family against other family members. Turning co-workers against co-workers as long as they agree with you. Because friends, tonight I want you to hear this. You can please God by repenting of your sins, by loving Him with your whole heart, soul, mind, and strength. That's what God wants from you. But in those moments when we're sinning or we're hurt or we won't forgive or we're angry, when we know that God is not pleased with us, all of us seek the the appraise or uh, approval of someone. And if it's not God, it'll be man. And the thing with trying to appeal to men is we'll say whatever it takes to make them agree with us. We'll do whatever it takes to make them love us. And so tonight, be careful that in a moment of hurt, a moment of being wronged, a moment of anger, that you don't go from being the victim to the one living in sin. That's why the Bible says, vengeance is His. That's the why the Bible says that we pray for those who persecute us. We do good to our enemy. Because friends, the only people that get hurt when we lash out when we're hurt are others. The most best example of that, and then I'm going to close tonight, is Jesus. He had never sinned. Never done anything wrong. But yet they drug him before a false court, lied about him, spit on him, beat him, tortured him, took him to the cross, nailed his hands and feet, mocked him, and he died. But the Bible said he was like a lamb, like a sheep, led to the slaughter. Why? Because he did it knowing that He could save me from my sin. And so tonight, love people like Jesus did. Let God fight your battles for you. And if you've lashed out in that moment of anger or hurt like this man, just come back to Jesus. Ask for forgiveness. Ask for forgiveness to those you've hurt and watch what God can do. As always, I want to thank you for watching. And remember, you're prayed for and you're loved. And as always, if the Lord is willing and the rapture doesn't happen, I look forward to being with you tomorrow night.